When wishes were horses and beggars could ride, in a stone castle by the sea there lived a rich land. How am I supposed to choose? There are so many. And so he left the trail, and he followed the sound of the music. I am the goat from the hills and the mountains. And when I have finished eating these herbs and these vegetables, then I shall eat you, too. Once upon a time, and welcome to the Story Story Podcast. I am your host, Simon Brooks, and I have some stories for you. This is a podcast to hear traditional stories told by some of the best storytellers in the world. It will take you too long ago and far away, and bring you back safely. Alright, that's not my real voice, we all know that. This week, we have a very American cowboy flavour going on, as both storytellers today will be telling Pecos Bill stories. Now, I have to tell you that for real, my granddad was a cowboy. He left the UK in 1920 to become a farmer in the US. And in the process of becoming a, a farmer in the US, was a cowboy for a while. After being a cowboy, he bought some land up in Canada, which he farmed. He and his first wife, Molly, went to North America to make a life for themselves. I have his spurs hanging on my bookshelf behind me and a photograph of him which really begs some questions. This photograph only came to light when my gran passed away. Gran was granddad's second wife as Molly died of TB, sadly. There is now no one left to tell us about the photograph. A lot of the pictures of my granddad had from that time of his life were put away and never talked about. This one particular photograph shows him on his land in Canada. You can see in the background some houses, and in the photograph there are some men wandering around what looks like they're looking after at least six elephants. My grandfather is also in the picture wearing a hat, and in the foreground there is a first American with a briefcase, it looks like. It's all very odd. Tim Lowry has the perfect voice for a story about Pecos Bill. And because it's Teacher's Month, this month, Tim is also putting up free stories on his YouTube page. So go to YouTube and type in Tim Lowry Storyteller and he'll pop right up. Now sit back and enjoy Tim telling the story of Pecos Bill. Did you ever play cowboy? I used to pretend I was a cowboy when I was a little kid. You could pretend too. A broom makes a good horse. An old handkerchief makes a good bandana. And you can just point a finger and a thumb if you want a good sharpshooting pistol. Come along with me. Let's go back to the old days of the Wild West. We'll wrangle some steers, bust some broncos, and shoot some outlaws. Head them up! Move them out! Listen up, you varmints. I'm gonna learn you about the rootinest, tootinest, outlaw shootinest cowboy that ever lived. I'm talking about none other than Pecos Bill, the king of the cowboys. Now you may be a wondering where Pecos Bill got his start, where he is born and how he's raised up and all like that. Well, I'm here to tell you. Pecos Bill was born on the banks of the Mississippi River. He was the youngest of 17 brothers and sisters. His mama was a real tough woman. She whooped 45 Indians with a broom handle, and she raised Bill on moonshine whiskey. 
Well, one day, Bill's daddy come home from work, and he said, I'm moving away from here. Somebody moved into a house about 50 miles downriver, and it's getting too crammed up like a goldarn subdivision. We're out of here. And so they packed up their wagon, and they headed west toward California. Well, when they was riding along in that wagon, all them youngins in the back was a yelling and screaming and a carrying on like a bunch of wild Comanches. Ow! He hit me! I have to go to the bathroom. Are we there yet? And that poor old mama and papa, they couldn't even think. All of a sudden, that wagon hit a big old bump, and Bill fell out the back of the wagon and landed with a plop right there in the middle of the dirt road. Well, with all that yelling and a screaming and a carrying on... When are we gonna get there? That mama and daddy unable to think, they didn't even know Bill had fell out, and they rode right on to California and left him there. He fell out right there on the road next to the Pecos River, and he was taken in by a pack of wild coyotes, and they taught Bill how to hunt, and they taught him how to howl. And old Bill, he lived good. One day, Bill caught him a buffalo. He tore its hind leg off and was just about to sit down and chew that thing up for his breakfast when old cowboy come riding along. His spurs was a jing jangling. His horse was clip-clopping down the road. He reined that horse in when he saw Bill there, and he said, What are you doing rolling around on the ground naked like a varmint? Bill said, Well, I am a varmint. What makes you think you a varmint? Well, I'm a coyote, because I can howl and I got fleas. Most Texans howl, and all of us got fleas. That don't prove nothing. Here, look behind you. Do you got a fuzzy tail? Well, Bill looked around behind him. Sure enough, he didn't have no fuzzy tail, just a naked bum like everybody else. Now that proves it. You a human being. Get up off of there and go into town and get on some clothes. So Bill got up, and he walked into town, and he got dressed up. He got on some blue jeans and a big old pair of cowboy boots, a nice vest and a big old ten-gallon hat. And then old Bill got in with a real bad crowd, and he sunk lower and lower until, well, he become a cowboy. Now, when Bill become a cowboy, he was looking for him a real hard outfit to ride with. He heard that there's folks over in New Mexico that was so mean, they bit nails in half just for fun. Bill thought that sounded like folks he could live with, so he lit out down the road a-walking toward New Mexico. And as he is walking along on that dusty road, a rattlesnake slid out in the road, and it tried to bite him. He let that snake get a few jabs in at him, and then he grabbed a hold of that snake and beat the stuffing out of it. Whirled it round and round and popped its head off, and then he rolled that snake's body up like a rope and hung it on his belt. He figured he'd use that for his lasso. He went on walking down the road, and when he was going through a high mountain pass, all of a sudden out from a big old rock, a wildcat jumped him, and it tried to claw him and scratch him, and he let that cat fight and fist and fuss and carry on, and then he climbed up on that cat's back, and he wrapped that snake right around that old cat's head, and he went a-tearing off down the road, a-riding that wildcat just like a bucking bronco. He rode clean into New Mexico, right into a big old outlaw's camp. Now the outlaws, they had him a cook that had just rung the triangle, and he'd yelled out, Come and get it! And old Bill did. He rode right into the midst of that camp, pulled that cat up short right there by the campfire, jumped off that cat's back, grabbed up a big pot of chili, and glugged it down. <coughs> Wiped his mouth with a prickly pear cactus, let out a big burp, and then he said, 
Who's the boss around here? This great big mountain of a feller stood up. His knees was a trembling and a knocking. He looked at Bill and he said, Um, I was, but now you are. And that's how Bill became king of the cowboys. He learned all them outlaws how to hunt. He learned them how to rope cattle and how to wrangle steer. And then they lived pretty good. Bill had everything he wanted. He had him a big old white horse named Lightning that he didn't feed nothing but dynamite and nitroglycerin. They wasn't nobody could ride that horse except for him. He had him a hard outfit to ride with, and they wrangled steers all over the western plains. But then sometimes Bill, he would get right lonely, and he'd go up on a high mountain and sit down there and look up at the moon in the night sky and let out a long, mournful howl. Bill needed him a wife. Well, one day he is walking along the banks of the Pecos River and looked up, and coming down the river the other way was old Slewfoot Sue. She was riding on the back of a 500-pound catfish. She had her six-shooters out, and she is taking pot shots at the class. Bill took one look at that wild woman and fell madly in love. He threw himself down on one knee, and he yelled out, Sue, I love you. Will you marry me? And old Sue said, Oh, Pecos Bill, who? King of the Cowboys. Well, of course I will. <laughs> Let me run and get my wedding dress on. So she run back to her house and she got her wedding dress. Oh, it's one of them big old hoop jobs, you know. Had the bustle in the hind end, made her hind end go, Woo, 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 from side to side like that when she went a walking and a sashaying into the church house. Well, she walked into the church house with Bill and the preacher was a standing up front. And he said, Do you? And Bill said, Mm hmm. And he said, Do you? And she said, I do. And they kissed. And then there's husband and wife. After they got married, Bill turned to old Slewfoot Sue. He said, Now, Sue, I married you for one thing and one thing only. I do dearly love a good pot of chili. I want you to go in the house and cook me up a big bowl of chili for my supper. Now, Sue, she was a right wild woman. She didn't like cooking and doing domestic things like that. She said, Oh, Bill, I don't want to go cook no chili. I don't want to slave over no hot stove. I I know what. How about for a wedding present, you let me ride your big white horse named Lightning? No, woman, you can't ride that horse. He's too dangerous. You get bucked off and then you'll be killed. You stay away from my horse. Oh, come on, I can ride that. If I can ride a catfish, I can ride a... Oh, hush up, woman. Get in there and cook me some chili. Well, all right then. So Sue, she went a stomping in the house, and she is so mad, she's fussing and fuming, she's banging them pots and pans around and clattering and carrying on while she is working in that kitchen. While she is cooking up that big pot of chili, she got her an idea. She run over to the cupboard and she took down a big old bottle of whiskey, and she poured that whole bottle of whiskey right into Bill's big chili bowl. When Bill come in to eat his supper, he started slurping up that chili. And with all that whiskey in there, it made him so drunk that he passed out. <coughs> Fell right over in that chili bowl face first, sound asleep. And old Sue, she went a tiptoeing out of that house, went right down to the barn, opened up the barn door, and there stood that big old white horse named Lightning. She untied the rope and led that horse out into the road. And then she throwed one leg up over the back of that horse and slapped it on the rump and yelled, Yee! 
And that old horse went a tearing down the road, and Sue was a yelling and a screaming and a hollering, and all of a sudden that horse hit a big old bump, and it bucked her so hard that she flew right up off that horse's back, way up into the air, right up through the clouds, until she flew all the way up and banged her head on the moon. And then she comes sailing back down from the moon, all the way through the clouds and down to the ground. But when she hit the earth, she was still wearing that great old big wedding dress with the bustle in the behind, and she landed on that big bustle, and it bounced her good. So then she went bong right back up in the air, flew all the way back up, hit her head on the moon, rattled her brain good, and then down she come again right through the clouds, and she smacked the earth, bounced on that big bustle, bong right back up she went. There she was a-bouncing twixt heaven and earth, and she was yelling, Bill, Bill, help me, I can't get down. Old Bill woke up with a snort. He come running out of that house, and there he seen his wife a-bouncing twixt heaven and earth, up and down, up and down. He said, Woman, I told you not to be a-riding that horse. Now I gotta get you down from there. He grabbed out his rattlesnake lasso, and he whirled it round and round. He tried to wrench up there and pull her down out of the sky, but it wouldn't work. That rattlesnake lasso was too short. He didn't know what else to do, so he run and got the preacher and asked the preacher to pray for her. We pray for our dear sister, Slewfoot Sue. We ask that you would lead, guide, and direct her as she is bouncing twixt the earth and the moon. But that didn't do no good neither. She just kept right on the bouncing. She bounced for three days and nights, didn't even stop to eat nothing. Bill was afraid she is going to starve to death. Finally, he looked up in the sky and he said, Sue, you know I love you, but there ain't nothing else I can do. And he pulled out his six-shooter and he shot once. And that was the end of the marriage. Well, after that, Bill got married again and again and again and again. But he never loved any woman as good as Slewfoot Sue. And then Bill got real old and finally he died. Now, some folks say that Bill always drank whiskey with a little barbed wire in it and that barbed wire rusted his innards and that's what killed him but that ain't what killed old bill i'm here to tell you how bill died he was walking on the streets of laredo one afternoon and the big old greyhound bus pulled up to the bus stop and this feller stepped off the bus he was wearing white cowboy boots pink breeches a big old white shirt big old fancy flashy vest with all them rhinestones a glittering across it had a big old hat with a pink hat band and a feather flying out the back of it. Bill said, who in the world are you? And that feller said, well, I reckon I'm a cowboy. And Bill fell down on the ground and laughed himself to death. This week's fairy tale sponsor is Pecos Bill Lassoes. Made from real live rattlesnakes, Pecos Bill's shake line of lassoes can bring any tornado to an end, capture your next mountain lion for a ride, or rescue your girl from her bouncing bustles. Use your rattlesnake lasso to bring any bad guy or gal to justice. Stop coyote rustlers or simply capture a cow. Uses are endless. Get your Pecos Bill shake lasso now. Grass snake whips also available. We have recently had a wonderful review from CTW94. Well, when I say recently, it was 31st of January. But they said, awesome show. 
We've been enjoying this show for over a year now. They do a great job of rotating hosts and keeping a variety of stories. Our kids are 8 and 11, both still love it, but I would also recommend for younger kids as well. If there is anything remotely scary, they will give a heads up at the beginning. Keep up the great work. Which is very true, we do. If there's something scary going on on the show, we do let you know. But that's not going to happen today. Did you know that all patrons of the podcast have special fairy tale talents? You too could get a special fairy tale talent, like, oh, I don't know, lassoing bagels or something, and being able to put people asleep if you want. If you want a unique fairy tale ability, then become a patron for as little as $4, and you'll be a patron of the arts. And what can you get for as little as $4 a month? Some sweet perks and rewards. Your generous support also allows this podcast to reach bigger audiences and grow. A huge thank you to all the patrons who do make this podcast possible. To join the storytelling supporters, go to storystorypodcast.com for more information. And if you want to hear us make up fairy tale facts about you, receive postcards and get a thank you on an episode, then become a supporter now. It's only the cost of an artisan coffee. Or a gallon of gas. <laughs> so back to the photograph. What and why is my granddad doing in a photograph with a Native American Indian and six or more elephants? The only thing that I can think of is that a travelling circus came to town and the elephants and the people in the photograph, other than my grandfather, were part of that circus. The elephants were grazing and probably fertilising the farmlands that my granddad let them roam on. Whether the suitcase or the briefcase, whatever it is the Native American is carrying, the first American is carrying, well, I wonder if there are throwing knives in there. Or maybe it's just a suitcase filled with clothes. We have no idea. Do you have any photos from your family archives that beg questions like this? I'll share the photo with Rachel Ann so you can have a look at it on the podcast's website. Our next storyteller is Fran Stallins. Fran has been all over the world collecting and telling stories, making books about stories and storytelling and the like, and today she is going to tell you the story of Pecos Bill and the Prairie-Sized Rainbow. Enjoy. Pecos Bill was a cowboy. One day he was riding across the wide-open prairie, looking up into the wide prairie sky, when he saw... A rainbow. Isn't that pretty? Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet, but it's too small. This wide prairie sky needs a prairie-sized rainbow, and I know what to do. He picked up his lasso rope, swung the loop over his head, threw it, and he caught that rainbow. He hauled it down out of the sky and rolled it up just like you'd roll a pair of socks and stuffed it into his saddlebag. The next time he saw a rainbow, he picked up his rope, swung it, and caught that rainbow too. Rolled it up, put it in his saddlebag. All summer he caught rainbows, till his saddlebags were stuffed with them. Then one night at the campfire, he got out his rainbows, unrolled them on the ground, and pieced them together, just like a lady pieces together a patchwork quilt top. Of course, he never learned how to sew, but he used spines off a cactus to pin the rainbows together. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet stripes this way. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet stripes that way. 
In the morning, Pecos Bill was ready, and the other cowboys helped him. They grabbed the edges of that patchwork, and one, two, three, they heaved it into the sky. Wow! Look at that, ain't it grand, said Pecos Bill. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet stripes everywhere. Now, that's a prairie-sized rainbow. The other cowboys gazed at it. Wow, sure is pretty. The horses noticed it. The cattle stared in amazement. The birds loved it. The only one who didn't like Pecos Bill's prairie-sized rainbow was the sun. Look at that. Red, orange, yellow, green, blue, violet stripes. I think that's tacky. I prefer plain blue. Looks good with me. These stripes make me mad. And the sun got so hot and angry, he shone on those cactus spines and burned them to ashes. He shone on those rainbows and melted them till they fell in droplets from the sky and disappeared into the dry prairie earth. Pecos Bill said, Well, dang, I worked so hard. Worked all summer collecting those little rainbows to make this nice prairie-sized one, and now it's gone. Dang! All fall and all winter. He was sad about it, but in the spring, when the gentle rains came and soaked into that dry prairie earth, the bits of melted rainbow sprouted. They grew, they bloomed. Red Indian paintbrush. Red and yellow makes orange Indian blanket. Yellow coreopsis. Green spider milkweed. Blue bonnet. Violet prairie phlox. The prairie was covered with wildflowers. And Pecos Bill said, now that's what I call a real prairie-sized rainbow. Thank you for listening to the Story Story Podcast. I hope you enjoyed listening to Tim and Fran. Show the love, find their work online, and tell them that you heard them on this podcast. Find opportunities to connect with the magic of live storytelling, whether it's in-person or virtual. There are wonderful tellers out there. Go find your favorite tellers from Story Story Podcast and discover what they can bring to your home. Did you know that you can connect with the podcast and see the fairy tale sponsor ads on Facebook or Instagram at Story Story Podcast? Or you can connect with me at Simon M. Brooks on Instagram. Also check out hashtag In the Woods with Mo. And on Facebook and my website at Simon Brooks Storyteller. Yep, Diamond Scree, that's me. And please do let us know the favourite fairy story you have heard recently or the favourite stories of your childhood. Who knows, maybe you will hear them here soon. The inspiration for the fairy tale sponsor came from, I guess it came from Pecos Bill and all those tall tales. The music is by Poddington Bear. This podcast is made possible by patrons like you. Consider becoming a patron or joining the mailing list to get podcast goodies or writing a review on Apple Podcasts, which helps other story lovers find and enjoy the show. We will hear more stories next week. But until then, live happily ever after. All complaints about Simon's accent, please send to Rachel Ann Harding, care of Story Story Podcast. Mary-Kate opened up the door 
And there, on the doorstep, wrapped in his own blanket, was her baby. And to this day, Anansi spins webs so that he can catch the flea, the fly, and the moth that got away. If you go down to the lake on a clear day, when the water lies as calm as a sheet of glass, you can still see the rooftops of the castle glittering in the sunlight. And if you listen really closely, you can even hear the festive music from the royal court. Bye.